have faith in Christ because you are going to face a lot of opposition, but that only means that the that the outcome is going to be greater because God God's plan always comes out greater. So I say keep on keep on fighting the opposition, um, keep on praying, keep on having faith, and then you will see the good work that God has planned. Hey guys, welcome to the Decision Point Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Hobson, and hey, we've got a special episode today. Here with me in studio is John Cox, our director of Illinois in the Midwest, along with Manny and Diego, leaders of the Christian Club at Elgin High School here in the Chicago area. Guys, thanks for coming in today. Thank, Thank you. you Thank you for having us. us. Thank you. It's going to be a fun show. We're so proud of what God's doing through you guys at your high school, and John, we're so grateful for your leadership here in Chicago and around the Midwest, and, and actually even coaching Manny and Diego at their high school. So thanks for being here today too. Yeah, it's been a joy. So tell me, I mean, just first of all, tell me about your connection with each other. So John, I know you're here leading the charge for Chicago and the whole Midwest, but you're also plugged in right here at the ground level, making it happen in your backyard. Tell me about the connection with you and Manny and Diego for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I uh, met Manny first um, through the teacher at Elgin High School, and uh, it was just a really cool God connection. And he'll tell you about how he felt called to start the club there and get things re-going, I should say. And and uh, and then my wife and I moved to Elgin about two and a half years ago, and we've just been reaching into the local high schools and supporting what the students are doing there uh, since then. So it's been great. And your wife actually went to high school in the Elgin area too, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. She graduated from Larkin High School. She got saved through through another student at a Christian club. And so she's just ecstatic about, you know, helping students right now in her hometown. That's amazing. Well, um, Manny Diego, thanks for being here. Thanks for coming in the studio today. Manny, you helped relaunch a Christian club that had been going at Elgin High School, but then had kind of fallen dormant for a bit. We'd love to hear about that. I mean, I guess what what motivated you to do that? What was the, some of the challenges you were seeing and what were you hoping to see God do through your club? I think one of the reasons why I kind of decided to uh, relaunch this Christian club was because as a Christian myself, I saw a lot of issues inside Elgin High School. And I was like, there was this, this quote I heard from one of my friends. He was like, if you had the cure to cancer, wouldn't you share it to everyone else? So that was my reasoning behind it. If I have the answer to everyone's problems, if I have the answer to somebody's depression, why am I not sharing it? Why am I not doing something to help those people out? So that was kind of my reasoning behind why I wanted to relaunch this Christian club at Elgin High School. And tell me about some of the, I mean, the problems you see. You talk about cancer. I mean, what was some of the, what was the spiritual need at Elgin looking like to you as a student at the school? I think as if when you walk into Elgin, I think you can instantly tell there is a lot of uh, unforgiveness. Uh, something you can also sense is a lot of lust, a lot of um, drug addiction, especially now. I mean, you walk into those bathrooms and they smell of weed like it is a addiction in our school a lot of hurt a lot of unf uh, like i said unforgiveness it's a lot that's going on in that school you say unforgiveness a couple times there what type of just unforgiveness are you seeing i mean i it's, it's all type of unforgiveness it's i think one of the most most reasons why we see a lot of these fights also happening just maybe somebody had a bad stare looked at somebody the wrong way didn't want to forgive them mm -hmm. and then that causes a fight so right Right. It can happen. Um, just around the corner from, from my house over the Christmas break, there was actually uh, uh, a fight that broke out of a bar just around the corner from my house. And one guy shot and killed the other guy. And you're like, 
right? I mean, over a bad look, I mean, it's yeah. the human heart is really that broken that that can happen. And you're seeing that at your school. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. And then what were you hoping to see God do? So you launch a club, you want to share the gospel. What, I mean, when you're dreaming in color back when you're launching this, did you have this stretch goal of God, I'd love to see something like this? I mean, what, what, what were you praying for? So when, when, the, when, they were, when the offer was put on the table to become the uh, Christian club leader, at first, I was like, I am not ready for this. I <laughs> I don't know who you think I am, but I am not ready. So I told the sponsor, I'm like, give me a little, give me like a week. Let me pray about it, and then I'll reach back to you. I talked to my parents about it. I talked to God about it. I talked to my pastor about it. They were like, do it. Even if you're not ready, do it. Mm -hmm. So I came back, and I told my sponsor, I was like, let's do it. And the first semester, I guess, I was just winging it. Uh, and the people at the club can tell you, the teachers can tell you, like they noticed that I was kind of just winging it. It's amazing how much people can tell when we wing it. <laughs> yes, <isn't> it? <laughs> yes. Like, like you can tell. We like, think nobody can tell, but they can. <laughs> right. And and honestly, I was just like, Lord, it doesn't feel right. And then I just started praying. I, I was, Lord, give me the right words to say at club. Give me, give, give me the the hope. Give me, give me the faith, the strength to keep on going. Hmm. And then second semester comes along, completely different. Um, I, I was actually putting effort into it, staying up at night, making sure the teachings I was going to teach were actually things I was living through. So I kind of just asked God, let like even if it's just five, four students that come, let those five, four students not leave the same way they came back into club. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what was my like prayer. Let the students come and be changed and transformed. I love it. Uh, it's neat that the Lord doesn't let winging it work too. I mean, it's almost <laughs> like he wants us to actually have to work right. and prep and grow. So way to go to step up to the plate on that. Uh, thanks for your honest uh, thoughts on that too. So, okay, Diego, we didn't hear your story. So how yeah. did you meet Manny and uh, how did the work that he was doing actually make an impact on your life? So we go way, way back, all the way to like seventh grade. Seventh grade. grade. Yeah, seventh grade. So I met him through, I think it was a gym class and then we started becoming friends. Eighth grade, um, we kind of got in a little a little fight <laughs> and uh, we got... Um, who, who won? Uh, let's just say it's a tie for, his, for, for people, his sake. For people his sake. say it's a draw, okay? Let's just he say had, for his sake it's had, a draw. Yeah, the draw. first part of the fight, I had the second part. All right, but... Enough said, enough said. <laughs> yeah, but like, and then, yeah, we had that fight and after that, three days later, COVID happened and okay. we were just um, stuck home. But then... So you couldn't have a rematch. No, we couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but that happened. You know what will happen, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then um, we reunited on sophomore year in high school, and we just started being friends again. Like we forgave each other, and we started being friends again. And then a little bit on through the year, um, I found out that he was a um, he was a leader for the Christian club, like in in our junior year, our last semester junior year. And as a friend, I wanted to support him, and um, as being a friend, a good friend of his, and I wanted to support him, so I went to it. As I went to it. Uh, I was there, like cheering him on and everything, and then it started to a point where I started like learn, like paying attention, like learning, and uh, and actually I I got like out of a breakup during those during that time I was going to with him, and then it really broke me because um I was like looking for happiness in, in other places where I shouldn't have, and then it was Manny who like who told me come to um, come to Bible club, come to Bible club. There's something waiting for you, and I was like I'll give it a try. And that's when I actually started sit sitting down, paying attention, and, and I actually started praying. And then during the summer, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of looking for peace. I'm tired of all this. So let me just 
give it, get, give it all to Jesus, give it all to Christ. And that's when my life started changing. That's when I finally found peace, finally found happiness. And that, yeah, that's when the change started happening. That's amazing. So you yeah. started paying attention maybe about the time he stopped winging it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is good. <laughs> that's, good. That's, um, that's so f- good to hear your friendship and your um, your friendly r- rivalry with each other too a little bit. That's yeah. funny. Like, so tell me a little bit more about your story. So you you grew up here, but also mm-hmm. you're telling me before that you grew up partly in Guatemala. Yeah, yeah. What was your life like before you actually came to know Jesus as your Savior? So, I mean, in Guatemala, you know, I was at some moment I was in bad bad time, bad place. So um, I ended up being around people who, you know, were in in gangs and all that. And that kind of led me into getting into that, too. So, I mean, I heard people that I shouldn't have hurt at the time. And it's something I'm just nothing that I'm proud of. But uh, that was before I met Christ. And then after I was like, this isn't right. This isn't right at all. This is this is. This gang, the gang rivalry, um, gang rivalry, um, the anger, you know, the unforgiveness and all that, and it's just something I don't want to be part of when I'm walking with Christ. So I left that, and my life has changed so much because that is something that has been holding me back a lot. You know, like not being able to forgive myself as well for a lot of things. That that's that's something that really held me back from walking with Christ and moving on. So that's that's um, coming to Christ and understanding that I am forgiven from Him then that really helped me move on. Amazing. Amazing. That was just this past year yeah. you came to know the Lord. Yeah. So that's, that's amen. Praise so Manny, how does that feel seeing a friend since eighth grade get saved through what you're doing there? It, it honestly feels amazing. It makes it feel like what you're doing isn't in vain. Yeah. It makes you feel makes you feel happy, I guess, because as DLZ is a really close friend of mine, despite our past, despite all of our problems, uh, it just it, I what I always imagine when with my friends when I'm sharing the gospel is like what what it, what would it make me feel knowing that they're most likely if they don't if I don't share the gospel and they, they accept Christ that they're most likely going to going to hell. Mm-hmm. So that that was like my my motive like I don't want him to die I don't want him to go to hell. And so when when I first when he first told me about it like hey I actually do want to follow Christ I was like okay let's go mm-hmm. yeah let's, let's let's do this. Because if he changed my life in so many ways, and most of our problems are kind of the same, if he did it in my life, I know he could do it in yours. So I was like, that's that's amazing. Let's get you connected to a church. Let's get you reading the Bible. And I, I just felt so happy for him. Yeah. And I was, I mean, man, one of the things you said a little bit ago too, is just talking about like, man, the uncensored version of your story. And yeah. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to elaborate on in I mean, that. Yeah. Or? I mean, I have a very, very much, a lot of stories that you know, I've done and all that things. I mean, to the point where I was forced to stab someone, you know, and unfortunately I didn't even know the person. That's kind of what got me into it. But, um, you know, it's just all those things are things that don't define me at the end of the day. They don't define me because they are not who I am, really. They're not, they're not, they're actions that I've done, but all the actions I've done are forgiven by Christ. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 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 And praise God, like if he hadn't used you in that time and brought you through taking that step of faith that's amazing so praise god so you've been going to church too i hear you've gone to manny's church I yeah hear you were at i've John's gone to church recently too and yeah i went i went to manny's church and then i'm going to john's church more now so i'm gonna start going to his church more now and then actually staying connected 
that's amazing. Well, praise God for what he's doing in your life. We're going to hear more from your story in a minute here. Um, I know you guys had an amazing fall semester. Things got kind of interesting too. So we want to get into some of the challenges that you guys faced in your outreach this Mm -hmm. fall. But I know Diego's not the only student whose life has been impacted through the club at Elgin. Could you just share maybe one more student whose life you saw impacted even in the previous year before we kind of dive into what happened just, just this past fall? Yeah, so about maybe a year and a half ago, uh, when we had just started club, uh, it was around that time where I kind of it was like the second semester when, once I stopped winging it, once I actually started like <laughs> like once I actually started like doing things how they should be done. Hmm. Uh, I was going through a tough time though, and I, I asked the Lord. I was like, "Am I really like, like? Is this really worth it? Like, am I doing what you call me to do?" I was like, "I need you like to show me. Like, I need I need a sign." And then that day after at club, we held clubs. I think it was Tuesdays hmm. around that time. So that Tuesday. Uh, we were just in a little moment of worship, and the spirit led me to this. This uh, there was this uh person sitting in the front row at one of the desks, and I asked him like, "Hey, like, do you need prayer? I feel like you need prayer for something." He was like, "I actually do." He was like, "I've been battling with suicidal thoughts lately, and I like I don't really want I don't find a sense in living anymore." So I was like, and that kind of kind of hit me because I used to be suicidal. I used to not want to live. Mm-hmm. Like I went through that little moment mm-hmm. and it was awful. I know how he felt. So I could relate to him. So I was like, you know what? Let's pray. So mm-hmm. I prayed over him, declared peace or the love of God over him. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards we end, we I, I, I greet them all. And he comes over to me and say, thank you, Manny, because mm-hmm. maybe I would have gone home right now. Mm-hmm. And three or four hours from now, you would have heard that I died or mm-hmm. I killed myself. Mm-hmm. Say thank you because you've given me a second, second, uh, mm-hmm. second choice, basically. Second, second chance, chance mm-hmm. second chance. I was like, well, it wasn't me who gave it to you. It was God Amen. because he loves you so much. So now he, he doesn't live here in, in the state anymore. He lives in California, but he's mm-hmm. doing amazing. He's, he's starting to go into church now. He's following Christ. He wow. is He's a changed person, completely different than what he was before. My goodness. Well, is that a good enough answer to prayer? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was like I was like, okay, God. <laughs> Thank you. I know I know what I'm doing is right. Thank you. Amen. That is amazing. Well, praise God. Okay, well, John, I'd love for you to set the stage for this fall. First, um, just for anybody that hasn't been listening or following along, students last semester led a pretty cool set outreach around the country called Set Free. Could you just tell us about the Set Free outreach at large? And then what did that look like helping these guys prep to lead that at Elgin this year? Absolutely. Well, you know, I think that so often uh, students are trapped, you know, in their sin and brokenness, addiction, all these things. And, uh, you know, we just were wondering what could God do if students were set free all around the nation. And so Manny heard that testimony, that idea, that vision at Summer Leader Conference. And I remember sitting there with you and we're making a plan and putting the details on paper. And it's a lot of work. You know, you put in a lot of time and energy and I'm so proud of you for that. So Praise God for that. And and a lot of students did that. So this fall, they led a three-day outreach, and uh, it was just incredible, all the students that came. And it wasn't just you guys. There's another school that did it, uh, Elgin, South Elgin High School, and a bunch of others around Chicago. And so God just really used that to bring the gospel to hundreds and hundreds of students. Okay, the outreaches were called Set Free. Help unpack yep. that for somebody that may not know. What, what is a Set Free outreach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what a Set Free outreach is is uh, an outreach week is during lunch 
on campus or after school. They did theirs during lunch. And a lot of schools will bring in some free food. We couldn't even bring in free food, which was okay. But, uh, you know, students wanted to come anyway. And they even said it this year, too. Last uh, spring, they were like, you know, we just came for the message, you know. And, um, and so it was just amazing to see the students coming in during lunch on campus, hearing the gospel. And, uh, and then we had pastors come in from all different churches, come and share the good news. And Manny and, uh, and Diego and several other students shared testimonies. And, uh, and so they had about 450 students come over three days on campus to hear a message about the theme of being set free. Uh, so what made you guys decide you wanted to lead one of these set free outreaches at your school? Um, so going back to um, what I was telling you about earlier yeah. about how my pastor died in yeah. 2020, uh, there was a so long story, long story short. There was a conference that my church held, and the first session I heard was about being set free from trauma and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't got anything. I'm fine, right? <laughs> I, I, I know there's nothing. I know there's nothing I have. And then when she started, um, the pastor, she started like ministering, and I felt it in my heart that I hadn't let go of mm-hmm. that of my pastor's uh death. So I let go of it, and then. Sunday again, my pastor talks about the exact same thing. And I'm like, and I, I before that, I was asking God, like, what do you want me to talk about? Sir, set free, but set free from what? And then I was like, trauma. Because there is a lot of students who have probably gone through something that traumatized them. And now they're addicted to drugs, to, uh, I, I guess, now, now in our generation, they're addicted to one-night stands or whatever, all that stuff. So what kind of led me was like, I want to see if I was set free from it. I know my peers can also be set free. From whatever they're going through, that's that's so good. Students, it's amazing how much bondage people are in without the Lord. And we, as we're into the Bible, it's like all throughout it talks about how Jesus came to set us free from sin, its penalty, its consequences in our lives. And of course, only Jesus can do that. So, really need to see you guys step up to do that. So, okay. So, what I mean, tell me, what was it like to promote this thing and to prep for it? I mean, what, what kind of things did you guys do to invite people to come here? And uh, how was that received? Did, I mean, was everybody just all excited? Was everybody all swearing at you? Was it some um, of both? I mean, what was that like? Yeah, I mean, like we had, we did have like a little bit up, a little bit, a lot of opposition, if anything, a lot of opposition. But we just kept praying about it. We kept fighting about it, and then just don't want, just trying to pray away the negativity, you know. So we always like we were in the lunch room promoting it. We like, hey guys, we're having an outreach in the. In the I'm sorry, what, what was it called again? Uh, auditorium. In auditorium. Auditorium, yeah. Auditorium. We were, ha- we're having an outreach in our auditorium. Please come. There's going to be gift cards. All right. We're trying to have people come in, right? And then, I mean, last year wasn't as, uh, it wasn't as bad as last year's because Manny was getting cussed at last year and all that. But this time, people were more accepting, but at the same time, not really paying attention. But we were just trying our best to promote. I mean, we were handing out flyers in the morning, just like making sure everyone knew, like just making sure everyone knew there's a message for you. Jesus is waiting for you. Come along. Wow. So you just had just come to know the Lord the previous semester, yeah. and now you're actually helping invite people in. And how yeah. fun was that to just get right in the game? Oh, so much fun. I mean, like, there's nothing else I would love to do but to, like, invite people to, to come to meet Jesus. Because if he can forgive and save someone like yeah. me, he can definitely save someone else, you know? Like, yeah, that's that's pretty radical, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I heard a crazy story. I saw a video of you in the lunchroom promoting the club, too. Yeah. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, at first, I, I went up to Manny. like, Manny, we need, we need a way to promote. The, to promote the Bible club because I, I would love to see more people get saved. I'd love to see more people get um, come to the club. And it was like, okay, good. Do it in your lunchroom. I'm like, okay, bet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, bet. So 
um so i was like playing out playing out this whole like script and everything so that we can show it to like a dean or something to show it to them that i'm uh i'm just gonna say this, this is nothing bad and then at the moment it was like i was nervous very very nervous but then like the holy spirit just took over and like i was just um I was just saying, and then in, in, in a moment, I was like, "You might call me, a, you might think I'm a Jesus freak," and the, tr and the truth is, I am, because Jesus loved me so much, He just forgave me, and if He forgave me, He can love and forgive you as well. And then at the end, there was people clapping, and and then at the end as well, we were walking back to a little table because we were promoting clubs and all that. We were going back to our table, and then someone was like, "Yo, you really inspired me. Can I? Can you? Uh, can you like talk to me more?" And then yeah, we took we took um we took them to our table and everything, and we showed them that just please start coming. And I see them in the hallways. As well i'm like hey come along and well unfortunately uh, they haven't come but you know hopefully god willingly they can come more to amen. the to the club yeah amen right and you're planting seeds and trusting god for the rest you know oh, yeah. and and uh i just think it's awesome that you are standing in your lunchroom and i know manny's done this and other students too and just saying like i'm a jesus freak yeah. like i want you to come learn about how much he loves you and forgives you that's amazing and all glory to god so okay do we actually have a video clip of that oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. we do okay yep. let's play that real quick can we play yep. that for yeah, everybody absolutely every thursday the bible, the bible study club meet at 305 in the school we meet and the room we meet is in room 103 and i cannot stress this enough anyone is welcome even if you're part of the lgbtq community even if you're an atheist even if you're just curious you're more than welcome we want you there because you are loved I love you, Jesus loves you, and everyone around you loves you. We're going to be in the gym all the way to the back. Please come. If you're curious, just please come. Yeah, so if you don't have any plans tomorrow after school, please come. We are so more excited to see you guys, and may God bless you all. Thank you. Man, like, wow, look at that, dude. Yeah. That's incredible. You're just like right there. And I saw the guy, like, I think high five you or pat you on the back, too. Yeah. And it was cool to see the people clapping. Yeah. At the and, end. and funny story about that kid. Um, He actually doesn't like he's an atheist. Yeah. And like what? he's an atheist, but he pat me in the back and like he's like really interested, you know, so I feel like his soul is calling for like an answer, you know, because, wow. yeah, he believes in science and, and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm like, yo, Jesus, there is a creator and that is God. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, we got to hear more about what's been happening this fall. Uh, you guys saw God both save a lot of students this fall, but also dealt with a lot more pushback. Yes. So we got to get into this. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, it's Heather. Are you a Christian student? Do you want to make an impact for Jesus? Maybe looking around your school, you see your friends and classmates struggling, and you want them to find hope in Jesus. But where to begin? What if you could not only give your friends the gospel, but your whole entire school? It's possible, and you don't have to do it alone. I want to encourage you to join students across the nation in the Lead in Outreach Week Challenge. We've seen thousands of students lead outreach weeks on their campuses, most of the time in their auditorium or gym, during lunch or after school. And as a result, thousands and thousands of students have heard the gospel and many given their lives to Christ. So here's the challenge for you. Lead an outreach week at your school. Lead five days of prayer, promo, gospel events, and follow-up so that everyone at your school has the chance to meet Jesus. Now you might be wondering, is this even legal to have a big gospel event at my public school? 
Yes, it is. If it's an approved student-led event through the Christian Club where attendance is optional for all students, you can proclaim the gospel all you want. I got to lead an outreach week in high school and it was so great. Nothing was better than growing in my faith, teaming up with these Christians on campus together, really giving our whole school the chance to hear the gospel. I saw people come that I didn't even think wanted to hear the name of Jesus, but they listened, asked questions, and even some responded in faith. The spirit was moving. I remember passing out a flyer to a student, Martin, that day in the library, seeing him come three days in a row, asking questions about God. And later that week, he made a decision to accept Christ and even started coming to church with my family. There's nothing better than sharing the hope we have in Jesus and leaving the results to God. So if you wanna see an awakening to the love of Christ at your school, I wanna challenge you to take the Lead and Outreach Challenge on decisionpoint.org slash outreach. You'll get to go and get all you need to be encouraged, equipped, and empowered for this challenge. Go ahead and go to decisionpoint.org slash outreach. So, okay, welcome back. We're here with Manny and Diego, the leaders of the Christian Club at Elgin High School, and John Cox, the Decision Point Director for Illinois in the Midwest. And, uh, okay, John, catch us up with the story. These guys worked hard to uh, not only uh, prep, plan their outreach week to promote it, but also to get it approved so they could actually do this. Mm. Uh, but things got a little interesting. Set the stage for us. Yeah, yeah. So I was just, you know, sitting there, uh, and I get this text from Manny, and it's like, hey, the event's been canceled, and we are the day before the event. The day before. The day before. And I mean, we've got speakers ready. Manny's put all this effort in. We've got students ready to speak. And and I mean, just it felt like chaos, and right? Diego a little here, bit, Manny. Diego here's already been a Jesus freak promoting it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. He's going crazy. And so, Manny, tell us, like, how are you feeling? What happened? Walk us step by step through that. So, I am in eighth period class, right? I'm doing my work as I always do, and I get a text from Diego. Hey, uh, one of the sponsors just told me the club, the, the event has been like postponed or canceled. I'm like, how come I'm just hearing about this? I was like, why has nobody informed me? So I immediately email one of the sponsors. I'm like, what happened? Because she had a meeting with, with our club and uh, sports director. Long story short, she tells me that, that somebody in the school district didn't like our idea and had decided to postpone it. But they decided to postpone it the day before. So we were like, technically what they're telling us is it's canceled. So I text John, we get the whole, we, we get the lawyers involved, everything, and the day goes by. And in my head, I'm like, what is going on? Why the day before? So I'm at church and I'm just, I'm, we send an email to the guy. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're just waiting for his, his response. So I'm at mm -hmm. church and I told my dad, take my phone because I don't want to be looking at my phone. I right. don't want to be worrying about right. it. Right. And and even before that, we were going back and yeah. forth. You were going to the office trying to figure it out. The teachers were going to the office trying to figure it out. And then I remember you and, and the teacher sponsor was like, let's go to the district. Right. Yeah. So I remember you got dropped off at the district office, walked in there with a couple other students and we're like, hey, we need to get this event reapproved yeah. right now, right? How did that feel? So we we were like, okay, the guy's not gonna answer our email before midnight, so why not go to him? So we went to the school's district's uh, building, and we were like, we're looking for this guy. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> and they're like, well, he's not here, but you can talk to one of his assistants. So we're like, give us the assistant. So we went to the assistant, we told her what we needed, 
And she was like, okay, I'll email him. Uh, he'll probably get back to you by tomorrow. We're like, no, we need it to buy today. <laughs> we need an answer by tonight. And she was like, oh, I'll try my best. I'll, I'll email him right now once, once I get to my office. And then I remember reading that email and it was something like, oh, so glad that you reached out to me, Manny. I'll let you know. We can meet in a few weeks or something like yeah. that. I, we're like, no, we need it today, you know? So that's exactly what he said. He was like, yeah, uh, nice to hear from you. I'll get back to you in a bit. I was like, in a bit? <laughs> in a bit? I need you to get back to me right now. So, uh, and then I sent another email. John helped me write this out. And then we kind of just added the lawyer in there. So they were like, oh, these guys are serious about it. Uh, and then I went to church, just forgot about it completely. And then Diego calls me later at night. He's like, hey, can you come over? I need you to restart my car because I don't know how to. And I was like, oh, okay. It's going to be like this, Manny. <laughs> they, I'm telling the whole story. Yeah, go, for it, go for it, go for it. So so, so I help him out with that. And then it's maybe around 1030 at night. And we're we're in the drive-thru on Wendy's and Wendy's. And I get a notification on my phone. I'm like, that's probably college spam mail because it's around the, that time of the year. And I look and it's an email from, from the guy we need to hear from. He was like, hey, uh, Glad to hear from you. Uh, you guys can have your event as planned for tomorrow and the days that you guys have planned it. Um, just make sure you guys follow these guidelines and everything. Me and Diego were just, <laughs> we started screaming. <laughs> I, think, I think the people in the drive-thru were like, what are wrong with these guys? What is wrong with these guys? I immediately called John. I was like, he was asleep. <laughs> I, re I heard him. He was like, like, let's go. We got it, John. We got it approved. He was, I remember he was asleep. And then I immediately texted our, our group chat for uh, with all the leaders. They were like, let's go, guys. We got it approved. Uh, the devil tried to stop us, but God's plans were way bigger than that. So it was a it was a long, frustrating process. But throughout that, we were believing that God was in the soul. And he showed up, and we had our outreach as planned. So I went and not back down. I mean, I know you were respectful. You are gracious. You were, you know, all that. Uh, but also didn't want to just back off the first sign of anybody saying no. They'd already said yes, but right. then they said no. You wanted to just stick to their original yes. Did they ever tell you why they, they canceled what they had already approved? So basically what happened was that there was a teacher who was who complained about an email that was sent to other teachers inviting them to the uh, to the outreach. And they didn't quite like that. So they went and complained about it to the school district. And I don't know what happened after that, but I guess it was just because the teacher sent an email. They believed the club wasn't being student led. That was their reason because it wasn't being student led. And I was like, well, I'm here at the building right now. And the email that they were referring to was from you, but you couldn't email everyone else. Yeah. And so it, it literally said at the bottom of the email, on behalf of Manny, you know, Manuel Lopez, you right. know? It was like, how do you want me to send an email to everyone in the building if I don't have their emails? I have to do it through somebody else. It was written by me, just that I don't have access to everybody's email. So we were like, where is your proof that it's not student-led? It clearly is student-led. So that was the reason why they wanted to postpone it, okay. basically. Okay. So you're back on, 10 to the night before, you wake up John, you wake up his baby, <laughs> you wake up his other baby, you wake up his wife, <laughs> but it's well worth it. Believe me, definitely oh. worth it. Uh, you got Diego's car jumped, because that's how we're going to be. Oh, yeah. And, no, we um, have a friend here. You got him, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Diego, tell us, I mean, what happened at the outreaches then? I mean, from your perspective. I mean, from my perspective, 
perspective like i was inviting everyone obviously and then like i was just seeing people like oh we're like coming back again and again like we had the same like five people and like like a lot like a lot of people just coming again and again and again and like it really like it really made me happy because there's people that are interested you know there's people that that their souls seek like like saving like their souls seek saving so it was like really nice seeing all the people come in and as else as a group as well like we were all just obviously very very tired but we weren't gonna let the opposition win so we were just fighting through it just like have always having a, a nice mood a, a cheerful mood always praising god and all that and it was like really beautiful seeing like the impact that we made on just a couple of students you know just a couple of students i hear there were more than a couple of students there 450 though, right? plus <laughs> yes <laughs> wait what was that john 450 plus. 450 students came so over a three-day period yeah. yeah so i mean okay fill in some of the gaps what else did you see it was honestly amazing we saw i saw a lot of people in there that i thought i wouldn't see um i saw people getting saved people accepting christ for the first time people coming back to christ uh, after uh, uh going away it was honestly such an amazing such an amazing moment i i was during one of the the speakers while well, one of the speakers was speaking i was just in the back sitting and i was like man it really was worth all the hassle all the trouble just to see maybe if it's just one student come come to know christ but it was really worth it uh i remember we had this one speaker towards the end jay he was such an amazing speaker. He got everybody to stand up and come to the altar and publicly accept Christ in front of everybody in the auditorium. That was just such an amazing moment to see. Yeah, I saw a picture of that. I mean, it was like, what is it, a dozen students? Or probably, like, yeah, probably. Yeah, it was like a dozen in one lunch period, and then it was like another dozen in the next one, and it was just crazy. Yeah. So I we we don't care whether people actually invite people to come forward or not. It's all about faith in Jesus and trusting him to be our savior. But when I, when I saw that picture and I've seen pictures like this now around the country, I think, you know, there may be in a church setting, some peer pressure to go forward when there's an altar call, though I've never seen that type, but at a public school, the peer pressure is working the opposite direction, (laughs) right? right? Yeah, but There's no like, oh, to be cool, you got to go forward to get saved at Elgin High School. Yeah, but like something kids that are counting the cost, right? Yeah, but something I tell people a lot is that Jesus publicly died. You know, he Mm, publicly died in the cross. So I, I feel like it's, it's, it's right that we should publicly come forward to him. I love that. And uh, to think students are doing that, even though there's a lot of pressure against them doing that is, to me, a proof that God's actually doing something pretty powerful at your school. So, John, what else should people know about what got them to these guys? Well, you guys stood strong. I was so proud of you. And just to keep fighting. Oh, yeah, the opposition didn't finish. Keep us going. You guys, I know. I mean, you guys forgot. I'm like, how'd you forget? (laughs) I remember the, the, so the day one, it was just crazy because the outreach happened and everything went smoothly. And then, you know, they tell us, well, hey, you actually need to stop passing out those flyers and those flyers and those tracks, you know, and and it's like they just didn't want to let the gospel go out. And then they had, and this one blew my mind, first time I've ever seen this happen, a voluntary staff meeting where they brought up the person we believe, you know, who had the complaint. And I mean, that person was just ranting and raving and just, oh man, it was, and the Christian teachers were defending Manny, defending you guys. I don't know if you remember this or not, but um, I just praise God for strong teachers who are willing to risk it all. I remember one of them come up to me, Mr. Superzinski, you know, he's like, I didn't know if I was going to lose my job, but it's all worth it for Jesus, you know? And, um, and by God's grace, that didn't happen, of course, but yeah, just more opposition and, you know, they stopped him from passing out Bibles the last day. And, um, and of course, even just 
there that's not legal you know and uh and so i think students now are are really really coming to faith god is doing some amazing things and when the opposition is greatest we know that there's a great harvest you know what i mean and um i really believe that uh there's greater things to come and uh, there may be greater opposition we just heard that there's students inquiring about starting a satanist club in response to this you you, know in response to you guys yeah isn't this funny diego you used to think you were a troublemaker being in gangs yeah. But then you got with Jesus and you started passing out Bibles and that's when you realized you were really a troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> what a turn. <laughs> like, <laughs> you've never gotten in as much trouble as when you started following the Lord. Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that funny? Yeah, that's awesome. So, okay, they said no passing out flyers, no passing out tracks, but then what happened? I mean, help us with the rest of the story there. Yeah, so they ended up, we just, we all wanted to be respectful. We had the event going and, and we're pursuing some opportunities after that. And and so Manny's on it to, to make sure we straighten all those things out, but uh, but by God's grace, everything did smooth out for the most part. But you know, one thing for me that was kind of wild is that most of the time, you know, I am just supporting and I'm in the background. But there were some staff that actually heard about me too, and they were like, "Who's that John Cox guy? Is he sneaking in here trying to indoctrinate students?" You know, and and I was like, "But you're in here indoctrinating students," you know, and and uh, it was just wild too because I was there checking in at the front desk, just following all the protocols, all the rules, and. And, uh, and so they were just like, he just, I don't know about this guy, you know, but, but, uh, but good judge of character, those yeah, guys. Exactly. <laughs> and then, and then they were invited, why don't you come and meet him? No, no, no. We don't want to talk to him. He's, he's pretty scary, you know, so, yeah. Well, it sounds like it got pretty wild. And for the record, is John sneaking in there doing that? Huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. John's a good guy, no, no, amazing no. guy. Yeah, plead the fifth, plead the fifth. <laughs> no, John's not doing that. Okay, so then I hear the outreach happens, but then the controversy still continues even after that. Yeah. You got kind of called to a special meeting. Can you tell us a little bit about the backstory to that and what what was going on? So I think it was the, the second to last day or the last day for the outreach, and our principal comes up to me and says, hey, Manny, how would you feel opening up to a, a bunch of students who have questions about Christianity. That's how he presented it to me. Two days after, he's like, hey, how would you feel about having a... No, it was Thanksgiving break. It was Thanksgiving break. Thanksgiving break happened. He's like, okay, the meetings with the LGBTQ club here in Elgin High School, I was like, I thought it was with students, open students. Like, no, this is the LGBTQ club. And I was like, okay. And he was supposed to let me know when. And he, uh, he emails me a Wednesday Wednesday during class, he was like, hey, uh, you guys are meeting tomorrow. I was like, well, you didn't give me any time to prep. I was like, okay, that's all. It's, it's all good. It's all good. So Thursday comes around and I'm, me and Diego were just anxiously waiting for it to hit. For it to hit. Uh, I think we met seventh period. Yeah. So around like 1 p.m. We were so anxiously, just anxiously waiting for it to hit 1 p.m. So we get there, right? And it's just four of us. It's just me, Diego, and two other uh, clubs uh, members. And I think it was about 10 of them. Their whole club was there. And it was, so it was like a 10 on four. And they... And, and I remember you telling me that you had walked past some of them before. And they had said, oh, oh yeah. man, I just can't wait to get my hands on Manny yeah. at this like, meeting. I was, I was walking to lunch. And I I didn't know who they were at the beginning. Because I, I, if you ask Diego, if I'm, when I'm walking the hallways, both AirPods on. I'm walking to class. <laughs> zoned. I'm, I'm, I'm zoned in. I'm zoned out. So I'm just walking to lunch, and then one of them's like, we can't wait to get our hands on you. I'm like, what? What? Okay. I, was like, I didn't know who they were. And then when I saw them at the, at the meeting, I was like, oh, so that was you. Okay. 
we got my now we're here we're here <laughs> um, so we we had our it was just i honestly felt it more of an opportunity for us to yep. share the gospel with them uh but what they were trying to do is they were like okay we're here for one thing one thing only we don't want you guys to work with decision point anymore and we were like okay why and they started listing a bunch of things and the the guy who came is this and that and this and then the the organization is this and this and that so we don't want you guys to work with them anymore and i was just like okay we just kept going in circles it was it was a going and going and going and going in circles and i was like okay let us let, let us let us set us straight then one of them was like one of them guys like was like as the vice president of the gsa club i don't want you to, to work with them i was like okay as the president of the of the Maroons for Jesus Club, <laughs> just so you know, we are going to continue working with Decision Point, whether you like it or not, respectfully, because they are biblically founded, and so are we. And I think that kind of struck them like, okay, we didn't know what we what we got ourselves into. Like these guys are not going to move for anything. Mm. So it was just the going back and forth, going back and forth, and honestly. I think we all saw it just just as, as a opportunity to share the gospel. I mean, there was a person in there who who kind of I feel we felt like was kind of opening his heart just a little bit more, but because of his peers that were there, I'm guessing he kind of didn't want to speak out about it. But it was just a it was it was a it was a good experience. I, I guess it was a pretty good experience. I don't know if Diego has anything to share. I mean, yeah, I mean we we were like expecting you know like you know like a good time like uh not a good time but having time to like speak like share our share our thoughts you know like having a, a time of fellowship but they just did a whole 360 and said no we want you to stop working with decision point and then that's when we told them no we're not because they like like manny said they're biblically founded and so are we and what they are is they're more they're more bold so there's some things that you like is they're just bold but we but what their point was is that we are that decision point was a was anti-homosexuality anti-science and all this and like no 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 it isn't because like i said they we, they are biblically founded and nowhere in the bible says hate hate uh hate homosexuals hate this hate that no if anything if you guys have something to talk about talk to us like we even told them like walking out of here if you if you have are going through something talk to us we are more than happy to talk to you because at the end of the day you you and me are human you and me have a heart and soul Amen. so we are here to, yep. and we love you even though we don't know even even though we don't know you we love you and we are here for you the same way we needed someone and and that person was jesus the same way we will be here for you and we can introduce you to jesus and i told them you guys can't stop us but we're not going to stop you all right so we respect you and we love you so we're not going to we're not gonna do anything against you you know so so yeah that's basically it and then i mean there was a person there who who um said like he was a christian and yeah like a lot of people were there they were either catholics or christians and then there was this one person who like i was very into like i was walking with christ and all that but unfortunately i strayed away from that and then he took that back so that's so me and manny could tell like that person really really felt yep. his soul like his soul was seeking savior and and uh, seeking a savior and seeking for 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 peace and all that so but his his soul is like you know going for it yeah i know diego i love that heart and manny too i mean we think it i mean look if you're going to have some opposition you got to be able to handle that and not let it throw you off and if you know you can even kind of have a little bit of just humor in the moment that's that's all well and good 
uh, certainly requires courage. But at the heart of it all, I mean, our heart is to see everybody have the chance to meet Jesus as their Savior like we have. And to know that, man, before God's throne, we are all equal. I mean, we are all sinners before a holy God. But man, if God offered us the chance to be forgiven of our sins through Jesus Christ and his death on the cross and resurrection, um, man, we want everybody to have that. Whatever their background, whatever their faith, whatever their lifestyle, we want them to have the chance to turn from their sins and trust Jesus just like we've done. And so I just love how you guys handled that to say we're not going to back down from our convictions. And also we'd love for you to know the joy of knowing Jesus as your Savior too, because uh, that's that's the heart, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, it was like Diego said, we were just there like, if you guys ever need anything, because a lot of them were sharing how, how they feel like they're persecuted a lot in school, how they're made fun of. We're like, we're made fun of too. But the difference with us is that we're not going to make fun of you. We're actually here to offer you help if you need it. If you guys are, like Diego said, if you guys are ever going through something, we are here for you. If you guys need someone to talk to, because we know how it feels as a Christian in a public school. It's hard. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to hear about your troubles because they're like, oh, well, you're a Christian. Go to God. No one no one needs to hear your problems. But sometimes it's good to talk to somebody about your th- like what you're going through. So we were just there like, hey, like we're here for you. Maybe we don't know what you're going through. Maybe your past is different than mine. But the solution is the same, Jesus Christ. So we were, we were just there not to argue with them, but to be like, hey, we're here for you. Regardless of our, of our different point of views in life, our different opinions, we're there for you, always. If any of these students were to be listening to this show, what what would you most want them to hear from you today? I just want to be like, again, I don't want them to feel like we're targeting them. If anything, we just want to make them feel loved and care about. That they, even even if what they practice in our eyes isn't right, even if what they do isn't right, just how Jesus loved us when we weren't doing the right things, so are we going to love them. So regardless of 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 how they feel, regardless of what they're going through, we're going to be there for them. And if Jesus loved us at our worst, so can we love them at their worst. Yeah, Amen. yeah, yeah. Like I want as well as if they're hearing this, like I just want to like apologize for those for those people who like who were persecuting them, who were like hating on them, because there is a lot of con artists and and everything. So like we on our have that is not who we that's that is not as Christians who actually walk with Christ. That is not who we are. That is not what we are taught. We are taught to love our neighbor. We are taught to to share our love, to share the love that Jesus taught us and and always and always be there for them, you know. Never never go against them, but always lead them towards Christ. That's a great word. And you know, you're we've been talking a lot about, you know, the approval of your events and again, I love how you guys have been able to both stand your ground to say, "Look, we can do this," uh, but also do it in a way that's respectful. Because, uh, you know, I don't know if your principal's listening, but I just salute your principal and your superintendents or whoever's involved to say, well, we got a complaint. We thought about canceling, but you know what? Last minute, we decided to stand with the students and let them do what they're allowed to do. And I know they were getting a lot of people complaining from some of the teachers. So I just salute all of your principals and superintendents to say, okay, we thought about maybe canceling, but we decided, no, Mandy's got the right to do this. Diego's got the right to do this. We're not going to get in the way of it. And so we certainly want to compliment them for their decision to let you guys do what, of course, you guys are allowed to do. Uh, I don't know anybody would watch you lead, Manny, and get any other impression than you're leading this thing. Right. (laughs) I'm like, when when I was there, I was like, if you don't think this is student-led, what is a student doing in your district building? <laughs> like, like if, if it was teacher ran, a teacher would have been emailing you, and a teacher would have been in this building. But there's four students 
No, there's three students. There's three students in this building right now. How much more student life can I get? Uh, well, one more. <laughs> one more. That's great. Well, John, as you watch what God has done through these guys and in them, I mean, what I think, what encourages you most about all this? Yeah. Well, you know, I've just been so encouraged by your faith, Manning and Diego, and just the fact that you guys are willing to trust the Lord for the impossible, you know? When, uh, when mountains are in our way, you know, Jesus says it's by a mustard seed of faith that it can be cast into the ocean, you know, and, and I don't know, there's some, some mountains that we had to run into. So I'm very encouraged by your faith and just want to encourage you to continue to trust the Lord and everyone who's listening to have faith um, because uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I, I believe God is very pleased uh, with what you guys are doing. So keep on going, keep running the race and and uh, keep being humble. As uh, John the Baptist said, uh, he must increase, speaking about Jesus, and, and I must decrease. Mm -hmm. So as you continue in your path, remember, it's not at all about you. It's not all about me. It's all about him. And uh, he gets the glory by your faith. So, so keep on uh, stepping up boldly. So I'd love to give you guys the final word here. Uh, what would you say to either a student who's thinking about leading an outreach at their school uh, this semester uh, or what would you say to a student who's maybe going through some challenges at their own school? Maybe it's similar, maybe it's different from yours, but uh, having been through you know, some challenging days at your school, what would you say to any student that may be going through that themselves? Well, I would tell them to be strong and have faith, have faith in Christ, because you are going to face a lot of opposition, but that only means that the, that the outcome is going to be greater because God, God's plan always comes out greater. So I say keep on, keep on fighting the opposition, um, keep on praying, keep on having faith, and then you will see the good work that God has planned. Mm. Mm. I, would, I would probably say the exact same thing. I mean, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be sunflowers and rainbows and sunshine. You're going to face opposition. You're going to go through things. But at, at, in the moment of it all, the, in the heat of it all, like you have to have your eyes set on Christ no matter what. Just like when Peter was walking in the in the ocean in the middle of the storm, when he had his eyes set on Christ and then he started fearing and he started drowning, right? I feel like what has helped me the most uh, leading the club has been having my eyes and my, fa my faith and my my trust set in God, knowing that whatever happens, as long as I, as, as I ask God and I set it to him, he will always answer just like he has been doing it for the past almost two years that I've been leading. Mm. Amen. Way to go. Thanks for that from you both. I'd love it if we'd uh, just, John, would you mind uh, closing us in prayer? I'd love to just close this whole episode with you leading us in a final word of prayer. Absolutely. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your kingdom that is at hand and that uh, you're working in power through Manny, Diego, and, and all the students, even those that are listening to this podcast, Lord, we pray that you would get the glory, God, and that your kingdom would come in every school, that we could see every student hear the good news. And God, we pray for a great awakening. We know that uh, the time is short, and we pray that you would send out more uh, laborers into the harvest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys, we'll see you next week. In the meantime, follow, rate, review, and share this episode. Boy, think of somebody in your life who needs to hear what Manny, Diego, and John shared with you today. We'll see you next week. Yeah.